Thank you for joining us today. Many Christians today have accepted Bible teaching through the media to be as relevant as assembling together in the house of God. The Bible commands Christians to regularly assemble together because we, the people, are the church. The media serves a great purpose for those who are temporarily or permanently unable to assemble due to various life challenges. But there is no excuse for those of us who are able. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Listen in with Bible, pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. It's God who is keeping you. It's God who is protecting you. It's God who's directing you. You live and move forward and trust in the Lord and keep your eyes on Jesus and don't live in fear but walk by faith and not by sight. You know why folk don't have joy? It's because of hate. They're hateful. Hate. Hate other races. Listen, if you got an ounce of of racial prejudice in you, that's an ounce too much. We're all fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of God. And when he created us, he said it was very good. Very good. Now people, try, they, people, now, people are throwing this storm around racism. He's a racist. She's a racist. They're just throwing around like nothing. It's really lost its meaning because everything's a racist now. You know, you, you roll, you, you, you play marbles, and you know, they find some. they cancel that out. You're a racist. You, do, you, you, play, you, you know, you play basketball. You know, you, you're racist. You do everything. We tag that to everything. It's, it's lost its meaning now. We just throw terms around flippantly, and we buy into the culture. I, 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 I want to scream my own children's books. I, I don't need folk canceling out stuff for me. Let me cancel out of my family what I want to cancel out. Won't y'all say amen? <laughs> hate, just hate. Folk hate. It's a terrible thing to hate. I'll be talking about that later on more in depth. Hate will kill you. And hate is equivalent, according to 1 John, to murder. That's how serious it is. It's likened to murder. You know why folks don't have joy? Because of self-defeat. And the worst defeat is self-defeat. Your enemy don't defeat you. Satan don't defeat you. Yeah. You, you defeat yourself, and, you, you, and then you don't, your joy goes. You know why you don't have joy? It's because being immersed, being immersed in bad news. Just live in it. Bad news. You know why you can't have joy? Because of being a people pleaser. God doesn't call you to please people. He calls you to please Christ. You can't ever do enough to please people. And you can sacrifice your people for people, do all you can, and they'll still turn around and walk away from you. They can hate you as much as they love you. You know why folk don't have joy? Because of a judgmental spirit. Well, she's saying that, so she sure can't say it. Why is she up again? When are they going to get that microphone right? That usher, she dropped all the envelopes. Well, won't you usher and make sure you don't drop them? Just judge everything. Judge everything. Addictions will take away your joy. Addictions. Addicted to alcohol. Addicted to talking too much. 
to gossip, to texting, to emailing, social media, mm -hmm. negative thoughts, caffeine, sugar, sports, anger, <laughs> anger, hamburgers, french fries, <laughs> cokes, potato pie, <laughs> rice and gravy. You sugar yourself to death. You know you got diabetes. <laughs> Borderline. And, and eat, a, eat a half a pie. You know you're sick. The doctor told you what you can't have. And you're still eating. You're about to go blind. Depression can kill your joy. And you know what else kills your joy? A bad spirit. A bad spirit. I don't like being around people with a bad spirit. You know, it don't take long to, to identify a bad spirit. I'm going to tell you something else, too. These children know when your spirit is bad. They don't even want to be around you. They're scared of you. They run from you. Babies don't even like you. <laughs> you got a bad spirit. It's bad when children won't come to you. Bad, bad spirit. Creating me a clean heart. I want, I want a right spirit. Renewing me a, a right spirit. I want a right spirit. Yeah. You can pick up that spirit when you're, in the, when you're in the Holy Spirit. Now, let's transition, and then we'll be done. I'm going to get as far as I can. I labeled on that a little bit longer, but that's okay. You needed everything the Lord gave. What is the source of the believer's joy? What is the source of the believer's joy? I'll see how far we can get. What is the source of the believer's joy? Number one, possessing fellowship with the Father and his Son brings joy. Possessing fellowship with the Father and his Son brings joy. 1 John 1, 4 says, In these things we write to you that your joy may be full. The joy of the Lord comes from possessing a personal relationship with Christ. You cannot have fellowship with God until you first have fellowship with Christ. You want fellowship with God the Father? You must first have fellowship with God the Son. Secondly, victory over sin brings joy. Victory over sin, temptation, and the world brings joy. Victory over sin, temptation, and the world brings joy. 1 John 5, 4 and 5 says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And who is the one who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? My friend, anyone who loves the world, disobeys, shuns, and suppresses the word of God is destined for defeat, disaster, and destruction. I say it again. Anyone who loves the world disobeys God, shuns and suppresses the word of God, is destined for defeat, disaster, and destruction, whereas trusting Christ and obeying his words give believers victory over the world, victory over temptation, and victory over Satan, uh, victory over death, and victory over hell. Beloved, loving this world system will short-circuit the power of God within you. I say it again. Loving this world system will short-circuit the power of God within you. Either the world has overcome you or you have overcome the world. Which is it? Which is it? 
Either the world has overcome you or you have overcome the world. Which is it? Number three, repentance brings joy. Repentance brings joy. Luke 15, 7 and 10 says, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner. One sinner! Joy, rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents. Then over 99 just persons who need no repentance. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. God gets excited about sinners that repent and get right with God. The reason so many believers and churches alike are in spiritual regression, the reason so many churches and believers are declining, so many churches are deceived and in confusion and depressed, so many people in the church are suicidal, it's because of a lack of repentance and transformation. Say repentance. Repent. Say repent. repent. Say transformation. Say repent. repent. Say transformation. transformation. That's what the church needs, repentance and transformation in the Lord's church. That's when you see miracles, signs, and wonders, and breakthroughs, and, and, all, and, and we see a move of God, and folk getting saved and revived, and all of these things, when there's repentance and transformation in the Lord's church. Strangely, I say strangely, Repentance is rarely heard in sermons today. When is the last time you heard a preacher from the pulpit say repent? It's, a straight, it's all over the Bible. Where is the word repentance? John the Baptist came preaching repentance. Jesus himself said, unless you repent, you will die in your sins. But where is, that's why folk go to hell from the church. They think they're saved when in reality they are not saved because they haven't repented. They haven't changed. My goodness. Repentance. What is it? What is repentance? Repentance is to have a change of mind and attitude. It is to have a change of mind and attitude. To, to repent is to make a decision. To repent is to make a decision that changes the total direction of one's life. To repent is to make a decision that changes the total direction of one's life. The Holy Spirit convicts a person to make a personal decision to turn from their old ways and to commit themselves to God's way. The Holy Spirit, I say it again, the Holy Spirit convicts a person to make a decision, a personal decision, to turn from their old ways and to commit themselves to God's way. Not only does repentance bring salvation and freedom in Christ, it also brings joy. When you repent, then comes the joy that only Christ can give. We must not only rejoice in our own salvation, but we must also rejoice in the salvation of others who repent and turn to Christ. You ought not just get excited when your child is saved. You ought to get excited when anybody gets saved. This should move us to be thankful and to be happy. When we're baptizing, you ought to be shouting all over this church. When folks say, I just came to Christ, you ought to be shouting all over the church. Oh, I remember vividly uh, about 20 years ago or so, we were at the old location on Ritterman Plaza.
and we were having some church. Oh, we were having a good time of worship celebration in the evening service. I mean, it was hot in there. I mean, God was moving in there. You could just sense the presence of God. I mean, folk was just shouting and having a good time all over the place. And this white brother was sitting out there, arrested by God, seeing the experience of worship. And he got up and he walked. The church wasn't near as big as it is now and the facility and all that. He got up and walked toward the front and he said, I don't know what y'all have, but I want to get in here. Will you let me in? Will you let me in? I want what y'all, what y'all got. I, will you just let me in? You want to be in on where God is moving. When God is moving, that's where you want to be. Number four, the word of God brings joy. The word of God brings joy. John 15, 11 says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you. My joy, it will remain in you. It don't just, it don't just float in and out. It will remain through the word and that, and that your joy may be full, says John 15, 11. You lessen the joy in your life when there is a diminishing or departure from the word of God. Did you get that? You lessen the joy in your life when there's a diminishing or departure from the Word of God. Your joy will increase as you are intentional about increasing your time in the Bible. That's why you don't have joy. Oh, you haven't opened your Bible since last Sunday? No wonder you're a hot mess. No wonder you're confused. No wonder you're making so many bad decisions. Number five, prayer brings joy. Prayer brings joy. Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. Prayer brings joy. Prayer is what deepens our relationship with Christ and unites believers with one another. Again, prayer is what deepens our relationship with Christ and unites believers with one another. I submit to you today, you can't pray and fight at the same time. Not in your home, husbands and wives, children. You can't pray. If you're praying and laying hands on one another, you can't fight. I don't care what you like about him, your husband or your wife or another member of this church. You can't pray and fight that person at the same time. If you can fight me while you're praying, you're not praying. You're not praying. You're just, you just messing around. Prayer also ushers in an overwhelming sense of joy. It also ushers in an overwhelming sense of joy. We must take prayer seriously because a prayerless saint is a joyless saint. A prayerless saint is a what? A joyless saint. Number six, giving financially to the Lord brings joy. You said, not for me, it makes me miserable. <laughs> giving financially to the Lord brings joy. Second Corinthians 8, 2 says, that in a great trial of, of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. The Macedonian churches, in the midst of their deep poverty, gave joyfully and generously to the poor saints in Jerusalem, even though they were impoverished themselves. My friend, stinginess is a sign of spiritual immaturity and a lack of faith. Only those who are spiritually mature and possess an intimate relationship with Christ will experience joy in giving financially to him. When you are in the word, when you have experienced Christ, when you are walking with Christ, there's a, 
joy that wells up inside of you when it comes to giving to God, to God and his work, his church, and those who cross your path regardless of your financial status. Number seven, spending time in the presence of Christ brings joy. Spending time in the presence of Christ brings joy. Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. Now, some of you are miserable, miserable because you don't spend enough time in the presence of God. Some folk think they're important when they give you 15 things they've done this day because they were so busy, but they left prayer and the word out. If you're too busy to pray and you're too busy for the word, you're too busy. You will not experience joy while pursuing the pleasures of this world more than spending time in God's presence through his word, prayer, worshiping with his people, and having a lifestyle of praise and worship. Beloved, what you, look, beloved, what you spend more time with is what you value. Did you get that? What you spend more time with is what you value. Some people spend more time with their pets. I'm not against pets. God knows we've had our, our share. But, it, it, but some, some people spend more, spend more time with football and sports. So, uh, uh, relationships with their cell phones. That's what you value. And it only brings temporary happiness. Some folk go to a bar and they go to the happy hour. I don't want happy, I don't, I don't want nothing like that's going to last an hour. You know how short an hour is? You can leave that I, uh, hour. Happy hour. That's a, that's a crazy name. I'm going to happy hour. You need to run from there. I want indwelling, everlasting joy. Some saints get more joy out of holding their cell phones rather than holding their Bibles. While others get more joy out of television, social media, sports, shopping, work, career, power, position, money, and relationship rather than enjoying Christ. The believer who makes Christ the object of his faith and worship is a joyful saint. Does your life possess the joy of the Lord? Look at yourself inwardly and ask yourself this question. Does your life possess the joy of the Lord? Serving the Lord brings joy. Did you get that? Serving the Lord brings what? Joy. Psalms 100. Verse 2a says, serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Some folk drag out here, and they, and they late, and they don't even care that they late. I mean, come to Sunday school later, don't come at all. But you know the ministry, your part in ministry is vital, and yet you're missing in action. There is an inner desire when you are joyful. There's an inner desire to serve the Lord with gladness when you have been saved and arrested by Christ. When I look at this brother and sister up here, uh, who, who she just her mother went home to the Lord. We just buried, uh, had a, a homegoing celebration, and through the week I said, "Why are you up here? You ought to be, with, you know." And she she came. She missed a few days, but she found herself here, and I. I I, and I won't call her name because of television and radio and all these kinds of things, you know. Uh, and and then, then she's sitting here, and she's singing in the choir. Her husband's sitting out there. And their family here. Most of y'all, when your family come, you stay home for family. 
instead of your family coming to church with you. Hey, they, hey leave them at home. They, they can handle it. Tell them to cook while you're at church if they don't want to come to church. Have something ready. Amen? And I, I said in the staff meeting, I said, you know why she can be here and others? My mother just died. I, I kept going. I was here. And other mothers died. And fathers. Because there's, she has been saved. They have been saved by God. They have been rested by God. And they have been called by God. Hot weather don't keep them from coming. Cold weather don't keep them from coming. When folk don't act right and cooperate, don't keep them from coming. When everybody don't show up and don't have all the parts, they keep coming. You, 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 listen, folk don't do right because it's not in them to do right. But people who have a call of God on their lives, they serve in the best of times and the worst of times, and not even the homegoing of a loved one, the hardships or crisis, do not keep them from serving the Lord their God because they know one day God is going to reward them. When you're on fire for God, you will not be satisfied doing little to nothing in the Lord's house amidst his people or in the community at large. Beloved, do you possess an unquenchable desire to serve our Lord when it is convenient and when it's not convenient? Do you have an insatiable desire to serve God through the best and worst of time, through sickness and death, through crisis, when all is well, or when all hell breaks loose? Serving the Lord in ministry takes your mind off yourself. It takes your mind off your personal issues and enables you to be a blessing in serving others. The Lord will reward those who serve him faithfully unto death. Revelation 2.10b says, Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. In closing, the Lord will not reward unfaithfulness. The Lord will not reward seat-warming saints. You come and warm a seat, you leave and have nothing to show for it. You know what? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Do you realize there are, there are saints at Maranatha, when they die, we don't have to make one adjustment. Oh, look, I, oh boy. Did I speak in French or something? Y'all didn't understand what I said? The Lord just gave me that to say. Not one adjustment. If you were to die today, what, 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 what Sunday school class would be without a teacher? What, what, what? Would the finance team be without a, that member? Would the choir be missing a soprano or a tenor? Would there be a, an absentee person in the media? Would there be an absentee person in the nursery ministry or in the bookstore and on and on it goes? What adjustments would we make because you are no longer here, you're with the Lord? And if we don't have to make any adjustments then that's a sure sign you ain't doing nothing. I'm sca- I said it with bad English. You ain't doing nothing. The Lord will not reward unfaithfulness. If you are not serving in ministry, today's ministry fair would give you an opportunity to serve Christ at Maranatha. We are saved to serve. We, we're saved by Christ and we serve to the glory of Christ. 
And all God's children said, oh, you really don't want to miss next week. So stay tuned and stay turned on. And all God's children said, amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this message. It was a lot. It was convicting. Thank you, Father, that we were able to pass out water to citizens in the community who have broken pipes because of the frigid temperatures. People coming long distances just to get water because they don't have funds to get it. Thank you for the mayor and the team, and the fire chief that we all work so well with to serve our community and how they look to Maranatha to give leadership and that we're a mission-minded church, not only meeting the needs of people spiritually, but meeting the needs of people physically. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would move people today to come to you and say, I'm ready to come to Christ, to worship Christ, and to serve Christ. Not knowing today that we will close our eyes to be with Christ. Move amidst your people now in Jesus' name. And all God's children said. Listen closely as Pastor Rander concludes this message by helping us to understand why many believers do not assemble in the house of God. Satan attacks us when we're most vulnerable, and he changes his strategy as our vulnerabilities change. In Jesus' name, we must be unyielding in exercising our God-given authority to rebuke every attack Satan instantly mounts against us. And Satan will flee because he and our God cannot occupy the same space. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas.